The following podcast is a Bostic Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! Tuesday. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast. You have me, Lauren Everts. I am the creator of the Skinny Confidential, which is a blog, a brand, a podcast, obviously, and a book. And Michael Bostic, businessman, podcast extraordinaire, blog wrangler, blogger wrangler. What do you, what do you call it? Wow, you have a husband. Mm-hmm. I still don't know. Sense of self. I've been married to you for almost a year now, and I still don't know how I feel like calling myself husband. I feel like that feels old. I mean, I, like I like to be married and everything. Don't get me wrong, but like it feels old. You know, I feel like an old man. Well, you call me your wife every minute, so I don't know what you're talking about. It is strange, even now, to say wife. Does it feel old? I feel it's like that's almost my... our one year anniversary. I know. What are you gonna do for me? You getting you getting something heated up or what? I actually did get you something already. Oh my God, someone someone document this. This is going to be a first. I know, I got you something. I actually put a lot of thought into it and I can't wait to see what you're getting me. I actually didn't get you anything. Oh, okay. Well, that's not nice. I'm just kidding. I did. Oh, you I did? always do. Are you winking? Yep. All right. Well, and also I'm hoping that, you know, how we were going to do that thing where you get me lingerie from every country we visit. Remember no, that? Well, you just started that. Yeah. So we were in France and I can't wait to see. That the- seems like a lot of work. No, I think it's a really cute idea that my husband... So I got to go on... Listen, I'm all for the lingerie, but I got to go on an excursion every time we land somewhere and like find a lingerie store. That, that seems like a lot of work. You have my sizes. You need to go and get me a piece of lingerie from every country. What if I order it online from other countries? No, that's lazy. You need to go and actually pick it out. Oh my God, this is, a, this is a lot of work. Well, I can't wait to see what you got me from France. Everyone, I thought being married would be easier and I could be like, I could kick back and take it easy. Nope, you thought wrong. All right, you guys. So we have a really interesting interview today. I actually brought on the person that is behind my brows. And if you've been following the Skinny Confidential for a long time, you know I am a brow connoisseur. Can you believe it takes like a whole nother individual just for that small bit of real estate on your face? It is very important. It's kind of like I feel like maybe the guest house if you had one. You want to pay attention to the guest house. It's, you need to make sure it like fits with the house's aesthetic. Listen, I'm not complaining. I go too. Okay. Once in a while. I'm very into my brows, like very, very into them. You guys know I've written a lot of articles on the Skinny Confidential that are about tadpole brows, Sharpie brows. There's all different shapes and sizes. And I just wanted to bring on my brow guru to really go over the importance of a brow and how you should make sure it fits with your bone structure and just ask her 20 million questions about brows. Of course, I also included a lot of questions about shaving your face, aka dermaplaning. And we get into a lot of like, you know, like boob job stuff. My ears perked up at that part and, you know, things like that. Filler. We talk about Botox. She knows a lot of cool secrets within the beauty industry. And we also talk about anti-aging preventative measures, which is one of my favorite topics. Of all the episodes we've done, I enjoy doing this episode, obviously, because I love Lindsay and you, but I got to say I was a little lost at times. 
well, that's okay. You know, we weren't making the episode for you. We're making it for the audience. And I think everyone's going to want to hear all about brows because they're super important. Um, if you want to be kind of introduced to Lindsay before you hear the podcast, you can go to the Skinny Confidential and type in the Skinny Confidential Lindsay Brows, and there's a whole interview with her. She has been doing my brows since I was 21, and I trust her with my life. With that, we haven't done the him and her tip for a while, and I want to bring it back because it's kind of a little dose of value before we get into the episode. So I'm going to let my lovely husband start first. Resurrecting the tips from not the dead but they were like kind of beat down for a while yeah we, we have a lot of up. upcoming like guests a lot of going on so we gotta we gotta get these in where we can get them um okay let me do one i'll do one off the top of my head i was thinking about this the other day um because i'm getting a lot of messages about it i'm seeing a lot of people starting podcasts i'm seeing a lot of people doing youtube channels a lot of people um starting new businesses which is amazing love to see it Love to love to hear all the, all the everything that everyone's doing it's amazing like if if this show has done anything to inspire anybody to start anything, then I'm extremely happy. That's why I wanted to do it in the first place with Lauren, right? Lauren, yep. So, um, but here's here's one thing that I'm seeing also. I'm seeing a lot of people sending messages about launching fast and going going in full speed, which I'm all for. But what I'm also seeing is people half committing, right? Where you know we we're definitely, especially me, put out the message of launch fast. But I wanna I wanna point something out. Just because you launch fast doesn't mean you're going to make it. And you won't make it unless you have the other crucial part, which is committing fully. Where When we decided to launch this podcast, we launched it extremely fast. There was a lot of fights. For those of you who have been listening for a long time, we've talked about that for a long time. You've seen it. Lauren and I have addressed it. It wasn't the product that it is now then, and we're still working on improving it. But one thing I will say is... When we decided to launch and I said, hey, we got to launch fast and get this out there, that also came with the full commitment of saying, you know what, we're going to put out a weekly show every single week, no matter what, for at least a year and really take the time to grow it. So what I'm seeing is a lot of people saying, okay, I'm launching fast and they either start a YouTube channel or a business or a blog or a podcast and then it doesn't quite work right away or as quick as they think it will. And so they abandon it right away. And I think it's because they're doing, you're kind of giving themselves the safety net where it's like, well, I'm going to kind of try this. And if it works, I'm going to keep going. And if it doesn't, I'm going to go and do something else. And I don't think that you can do anything successfully without fully committing. You actually need to say, okay, you know what? This is what I'm doing. This is my commitment. I'm going 100%, even if you're going fast. If you don't have that commitment, you might as well not do it it's kind of a waste of time for everybody. It's a, and it also kind of makes the person doing it look like a flake. So if you want to start a workout regimen, you got to commit. If you want to read every day, you got to commit. What about a relationship? You know, I had that. If you want to do a relationship, 100%, you got to commit. If you want to start a business, you commit. If, you, if you're going anything half-mast, it's a waste of time. Half-mast, I was thinking like, you know, you're not going to try to get with a lady half-mast. You know what I mean? It's not going to work. What right? does half-mast mean? You know what I mean? Okay, there's not some guys listening, you know, if you're going in with a halfie. You know, half- I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, you have to show me later. You get my point. The point is, yes, get out there, launch fast, get going. But you have to do it with a commitment that you are determined, a commitment to actually see it through. It can't just be like, oh, I'm going to kind of try this. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to bail out. So commit or don't. I like it. 
So my tip of the week is Aztec secret Indian healing clay. Have you guys heard of this? It's, it's insane. So it's this clay from Death Valley, and it's this sun-dried clay that's been up to six months in temperatures that reach sometimes 134 degrees Fahrenheit. And there's 50 natural minerals inside. And what it does is it like tightens on your skin and kind of crackles, and it gives you like this dewy, pretty, nourished skin. It lifts pimples, sometimes blackheads. Um, I love using it on a pimple because, as you know, I always talk about the importance of clay. When you have a pimple, it really pulls out the impurities. And I should also note that Cleopatra used to use clay from the Nile River, and that was part of her beauty routine, so basically me and Cleopatra. You guys have the same like beauty routine? We have the same beauty routine. Okay, so you should know that I get mine delivered to my door for, are you guys ready? Four fifty nine, like four dollars and fifty nine cents, which is so cheap. And this brings me kind of to the second layer of the tip. So we've been using this service called Thrive Market. I've blogged about it before a bunch on the Skinny Confidential, but I wanted to share it with you guys because I feel like once you try it, you will be hooked because of the amount of money you save. The prices are already twenty five to fifty percent below retail because they basically cut out the middleman. And I've been using my code with this mask and the code is thrivemarket.com skinny and they've extended it to you guys. It's basically $60 of free organic groceries from Thrive Market and free shipping with a 30-day trial. It's pretty hard to beat. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I might sign up using your code. <laughs> I think I will. Okay, I'll have a separate God. account from you, separate oh. household account. All right, that's creepy. So here's why I like Thrive. Your groceries come straight to your door. So there's no you having to go to the grocery store. It arrives right at your door. You guys know I really like efficiency, so that's a very big deal to me. Basically, I can go you know, work or work out, and my groceries are sitting there. My mask is ready to go. It's kind of amazing. More importantly, Thrive does the work because they do all the homework. And what I mean by that is they narrow it down for you. So they go through the ingredients and they only pick the best, freshest, healthiest options. So, well, that's perfect for me because I don't—I get all overwhelmed in the grocery store and I don't know which one to get. You tell me to go and get like an almond butter and there's 50 of them and I have no idea what I'm doing. And he always brings the wrong almond butter home. So that's why I like Thrive. Thrive's like my husband that I always wanted. Narrows down the choices. Yeah, it's just really nice. So you know how like when you go to the grocery store and there's like 8 million options and you don't have time and you don't know which one's the healthiest and you're on Google, it takes out all that annoyance. It basically just puts all the best organic freshest ingredients right in front of you for 25 to 50% off below retail, which is amazing. Another thing that I really, really like about it is you can select your preference. So a lot of you guys have snapped me about being vegan or paleo or gluten-free. What you do with Thrive is you literally just click the option that you want and up comes all the healthiest, freshest items from that category. So if I'm paleo, I can just go in there and click paleo and get nothing but paleo approved items. Yes. It's pretty cool. I know. I know. I'm it's very excited rad, about this. Um, okay. So Again, you can shop from their products that are clean and legit, and they come straight to your door. I am a busy bee, so this is perfect for me. If you guys order from them, make sure you get the Aztec Secret Healing Clay Mask for $4.59 because you can't beat that. So again, go to thrivemarket.com skinny, use my code, and you get $60 of free organic groceries from Thrive Market plus free shipping and a 30-day trial. 
really can't beat that. Maybe you should go use my code and get a mask for yourself, honey. All right. I'm on it. Well, I will be rubbing some clay on my face, beautifying myself. With that, we will be right back with Lindsay. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Lindsay Merrill is probably very annoyed with me at this point. (laughs) She may or may not see me more than my husband, guys, because, well, she's my brow guru. As you guys know, I take my brows very, very seriously. I just feel like they frame my face and they're really so important. So Lindsay is a total expert in the skin industry and the beauty industry. She's one of my go-tos when it comes to skin. She's not only smart and pretty, you guys, she's also trained under Anastasia, who is a huge brand, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right because I have a tendency to not pronounce it right. She's also a wife and a mom of three. So with that, I'll introduce you to my double tint brow guru, Lindsay. Hi, I'm Lindsay. Um, I am an esthetician and brow artist. I work at a salon in Rancho Santa Fe called Brow Teak. Um, I've been doing Lauren's eyebrows for what? Years. Since you were like 22, 23. Thank God. Whenever you don't <laughs> do them, you can tell. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I got into the industry almost 20 years ago, which totally is crazy. I was thinking about that on the way over here. I think it was 90, 98, 99. You look so young to me. Thank you. That's nuts. Thank you. <laughs> you guys should see. I'm going to post a picture of what she looks no, like. You do. Um, Tell us about how you got into the industry, though. Okay. So, well, I had I, I got pregnant when I was 17 and um, had a baby and was kind of faced with, what do I do with my life? So, I went to college for a little bit and kind of felt like I was wasting some time. And a girlfriend of mine went to beauty school. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I did that, but I went into basic regular cosmetology school and felt lost, like completely, like, what am I doing? I don't even do my own hair. This is going to be horrible. And it literally was like something out of like Greece, you know, like that beauty school dropout, but kind of like divine intervention where these like girls in white coats were like, Hey, come over here. What are you doing? And, um, basically I didn't know what an esthetician was. And so they told me what it was like picking skin and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, really? Cause that's what I do already you know, at home with my friends. That's what makes me sound like a loser. Picking but, um, skin. I love it. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so I switched programs and I graduated and uh, I think Brendan was two. My, my oldest, my oldest son was two at the time. Anyhow, um, I worked for a lady who helped me. Well, it was it was like slave labor, really. She paid me minimum wage. I think at that time it was like seven dollars an hour, seven twenty five. Wow! And um, had me do foot rubs on all of her clients. <laughs> like I literally, it was awful. I would have been out of there right away. It was. I've been like, I don't care if it's a million, I'm out. I mean, I was scraping wax off the oh floor. I was cleaning. I was doing my own laundry. It was. To be honest, it was a great experience. I think everybody should work their way up and have those experiences um, just because I learned a lot and I'm super grateful for where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. God, D doesn't make me scrape wax. So is this before, this is before Anastasia? This was before Anastasia. Give us the juice on Anastasia. Okay. So um, at that time I had 
I had a death in the family and I just, you know, with aesthetics, you just, it's an energy thing and you really give a lot of yourself and you also like get a lot of energy. I don't know if that makes sense. Like you absorb a lot of people's energy. So I just couldn't, like I was done and I went and I took a receptionist position and a girlfriend of mine was there for two years, girlfriend of mine, um, was working for Anastasia at Nordstrom's. At this point, she didn't have the salon in La Jolla that she had at one time. So they had Nordstrom Anastasia, like for anyone that doesn't know, I'm sure everyone knows who that is, but just like give a little background on who that is. So Anastasia, she's a Romanian immigrant, um, like a hustler, right, that built an empire in Beverly Hills and like basically started the whole brow craze. She does like all the celebrities. Now there's more, there's a lot more um, brow artists out there that have kind of like emulated her, but she started the whole thing and it was all about the architecture of the brow and how every, like she literally said, everybody in America has fucked up eyebrows basically or was her words. Thank God. I feel like there's a huge epidemic happening. Because women across the, I mean, in other countries had these beautiful full eyebrows and she came to America and she was like, what (laughs) the heck? And it's, it's true. And it was really true. And we just tadpoles. We had no resources. Like YouTube wasn't around back then. You know, girls nowadays are so lucky. I think they have so many resources. I feel like. Well, you know, what's interesting, though, is guys like me didn't notice this kind of stuff. I never noticed any of this kind of thing until I mean, maybe subliminally, but until I was shown and like till you guys pointed out to me, like what an eyebrow is supposed to look like or the idea of an eyebrow. So now I notice everything. I hate to break it to you. All your ex-girlfriends had tadpoles <laughs> and now you're dating me. So you should be real blessed. Well, now I can see what I was missing out on. Yeah. And same thing kind of with jaw surgery right now. I'm like analyzing, like, does that hurt need, need the jaw surgery or not? Like all these things I'm analyzing. <laughs> That's a whole everybody. different podcast. There's okay. a lot of things I'm analyzing. So now. just also to let Michael in on this so he can feel involved in this conversation. Anastasia, I use her brow powder. I use her um, eyebrow brush. I use her filler inner, whatever it's called, her gel, everything. She has a whole product line and she's wildly successful now. Yeah. So you worked for her before this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, honestly, okay. So basically I trained, um, to become a manager and she did my eyebrows and I it was like, holy freaking eyebrow at the time. Cause I wasn't used to a big full eyebrow and, um, it took some getting used to because I was a nineties kid and I totally over my brows. They were like really ugly looking back. Like a young girl can kind of carry it off. Maybe that's why you didn't notice it's like sometimes younger girls can carry off an ugly eyebrow because they have their youth. I don't but know. Like, I just think like it's hard for like, I, I just think men don't know to look for that kind of stuff. I mean, if there's something like real messed up, like if like one's somewhere else, you know, if it's like <laughs> in a different position, then I might notice that. But if it's, I, I noticed the tadpole thing, but I don't like. You're going to learn all about eyebrows. Or this podcast. sometimes when people draw them on with like the pencils, I never really understood that. But I, but I don't get why that's done. But I noticed that, right? Because it looks right. like a pen or something. Because you see it. Yeah, because you see it. But other than that, like, I just not something that I was analyzing at the time. Yeah. It's yeah. not youthful, though, I feel, to have a super thin brow. It does. It's okay when you're younger, I think, but as you grow older, it's important to kind of... A fuller brow is uh, more flattering yeah. universally. Totally. Yeah. So she teaches you how to sculpt eyebrows, or do you just, like, work under her? No, yeah, she taught... It's basically like an architecture. It's like, you know, the brow should start inside corner of the nose, straight up. Tip of the nose through the iris is your arch, and that should be the highest point. So you're thinking that's like a gradual slope to that point and then 
outside corner of the nose, end of eye, end of brow is, is your tail. And that's like the length and kind of, you know, basic, basic shape of the brow. And then kind of people, um, it just be, it becomes aesthetic. You know, it just from looks that point good. On. Do you think there's like some level of addiction to it though? Of tweezing? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we were talking about that earlier. Right? Tell, her, tell her what you were saying about when people tweeze their own brows. Oh, there's definitely like, I think some mental thing. I don't know if it's like therapy or if it's like a mental illness. That's why I don't touch my brows. I just go to Lindsay to get them done because I don't, I don't even want to go there because you overdo it. It is kind of therapeutic, like getting up in the mirror and like picking or doing something like, I don't know. For me, I'm a, I'm a huge picker. I'm super OCD with stuff like that, but I've just learned to like don't touch the eyebrows. Before I was with Lauren, I didn't know how many things were wrong with me, right? I thought everything was fine. And now it over wasn't. time, yeah, over time I've learned there's a lot that's wrong with me. I never knew that before. Okay, so you know before I met you, I got a picture sent to me on my phone of your blackheads. Yeah, I zoomed in on them. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. But did I, were, they, were they bad when I first came? No, it wasn't that bad. Oh. I think Listen, she not, was picking on you a bit. I'm not working in a steel mill. Like I'm not like, <laughs> you know, it's not that bad. I just couldn't deal. I had to manipulate you to get you into Lindsay. Uh, so now, so how do you go from Anastasia, I always pronounce her name wrong, mm-hmm. to Browtique to where you are now? And like, what? how has your life changed and how has your brow evolution evolved? Okay, so um, I started doing brows after a woman took over and needed more brow artists there. And um, we all kind of left at the same time because she made it super corporate. Lovely lady, but made it really corporate. And so we all kind of didn't feel free to do our craft in like that. You know, like salons are, it's not corporate, you know, it's like, it's a different atmosphere. Anyhow, um, so D left, decided to open a salon in Rancho Santa Fe and I was just like, take me with you. And she's like, okay. And I've been there ever since. And I think we just, I think we're at 11, 11 and a half years we've been in Rancho Santa Fe. And let me just toot your horn for a second, you guys. She is booked. She works two days a week. She is booked from the second she's in to the second she leaves. That doesn't really work well for me because I'm always late. But I think you guys tell me a half an hour lie. We do. Okay. Um, but I don't, I don't even want to know that. So she's booked straight because this woman knows how to do eyebrows. It, it, it is an art. It's a craft, like you just said. It, it is an art. It is an art. And there's a lot of people, I mean, you can know how to wax, but like you shouldn't do eyebrows if you don't have an artistic eye. Like that's my, I mean, like that's my public service announcement. Don't do everybody a favor. Don't do eyebrows, especially in something else. <laughs> I want to talk about someone like say they have never gotten their eyebrows done. How can they fill in their eyebrows at home where it looks like maybe they got them done and they have a fuller brow than they actually have? Okay. Um, Wait, so wait, what was the question? So like, let's say someone wants to fill in their brow. Mm -hmm. They don't have access to a waxer. How can they fill in their brow with powder at home and make it look like a bold brow? Okay, so there's stencils that you can buy. um, And, but there's also like, if they don't have the shape right, I'd say buy a stencil. So you just get the idea of this shape. I think Anastasia sells some stencils. I'm not sure. She used to have a kit, but I'm not quite sure. But um, you could do that and fill it in and then tweeze what's outside of the lines. Um, a lot of times I have clients that go away to college that are like, oh, I don't want to, you know, find somebody in Minnesota and then have them do my eyebrows. So what should I do? And I just tell them, if you can fill in your brows really, really, really dark, basically, and bold. 
and then tweeze outside of those lines so you don't get carried away. That's smart. So do like an outline. Right. An outline. Okay. And I like to go personally, you know this about me. I like to go darker than my brow. Like I like a, a quadruple hundred million tint. Would you recommend that to everyone to go darker? Or is that just like something that's a preference? Um, yeah, I think it has to go with your coloring too. I, I see a lot of people come in with like, say they have dyed hair and then they just have this really mousy, ashy eyebrow and they don't want a tint. And I'm just like, ah, why? You know, because like your hair, like even if it's not the same color, the, the tones have to tie in. Totally. Tones are so Huge. important, right? Right. That's something that like I want you to speak on tones because that, you know, it, there's cool tones, there's warm tones, there's ashy. Like how can you get the right tone in even a brow powder? Right. So there's all sorts of product out there. So you can find the right tone. I'd have, you don't have the eye for it. I have somebody match you. Okay. And somebody who's good at tinting. Cause there's all different colors of tint too. Like, you know, there's neutral, there's ashy, there's warm, there's, and you can mix them. And I mean, I've even mixed like a bit of gray in with a light Brown to get a really ashy color for a girl who had like platinum hair. Wow. God. Yeah. That's yeah. why you got to go to a professional. I feel just to at least go once. I think you guys, cause then you can get the outline at least. I never knew there was so much to know about eyebrows. Oh, there's so much. Never. I want Michael to know what to stay away from. Like, tell us what like a girl should not do with her eyebrows. What? Okay. So is this, are you saying that I have the option to, to not to, to pursue other women? Is that what, what's going on here? No, I'm not saying I got to stay away from girls with bad eyebrows or I can, I can go in. No, I just want you to be really informed about eyebrows. Like I want you to eat, live, breathe and sleep eyebrows after this. I think it's important for you to know. The only thing, I, as long as for me, it's like if it's looking straight and there's not like one on the other side of the head or on like the back of the head, then I'm good. Right. right? Uh, I'm going to beg to differ because you like really like when my brows are bold and tinted. You don't know you do, but I'm telling you it evens my face out. That's the point though. I think it's like something that shouldn't be super obvious that just like you look good. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's what guys don't like. It's kind of like guys don't understand fashion and trends so much as they understand she looks hot. Yes. You know what I mean? It's something about it. It balances out the face. So what should girls stay away from? Girls should stay away from over tweezing, obviously. Less is more. Um, that's that's the biggest. I don't like when I like to brush up, you yeah. know, when you're brushing brows. Yeah, that gives it a fuller appearance. Unless you have like holes where the length of your brow can kind of be a comb over. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so you kind of have to play with it. Right. So you so kind of get holes, you brush them the first part up and the second part over, and you can camouflage holes in your brows. Okay. I love oh, that. That's a trick. Okay. I want to talk about something that every man should do, and that's manscaping. And I can kind of tell you guys, I manipulated Michael into seeing Lindsay because his brows were a little unruly. <laughs> I saw Lindsay yesterday. I know. They look so, good. So first off, there's two parts to this question. Well, well, hold on. So here's the thing. I, I think, yeah, I feel good, right? You don't want to have like that big like unibrow. You don't want right. to look. Yeah, but you also don't want to have like that brow that's like super tweezed on a man. My sister used to date a guy. I won't name him by name because it's a small world. But this guy looked like it was like too much, right? He looked like very, very pretty. So you do pay attention to eyebrows. Well, this was, it was impossible not to pay attention to. It was just like very much it was like very in your face. And so when, when Lauren told me to go see you, I was like, listen, I can't, 
I, I don't want to have that situation going on. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. it's important to maintain a little bit of masculinity, right? Oh, totally. Even when you're sitting in the salon being tweezed around like a bunch of women. So right? how do you do that for a man when a man comes in? It's basically like you're trimming, you're keeping the proportion of the brow, right? So you're not going to expand that space in the middle too much. Like I see too many, too often, like a guy looks like he took a razor. Totally. Like the, the width of a razor, like straight down. And then if you have full brows, then it just, it, the proportions are off, you know, like, and it's broadening that middle section of your face. Also with girls too, if you're too far apart, you're making that middle section, which is your nose, appear whiter. Did you guys hear that? If you have too much space between your eyebrows, it makes the nose look whiter. That's a good tip. Yeah. I don't even like, I mean, I just like to do the very, very middle. I feel like you don't even touch the sides of right. my brows. It really like less is more. I mean, like you don't want them uber close together. Like you don't want to be Frida. Right. Sometimes I'm Frida when I put double tint on though. <laughs> Frida without the, the connection. Yeah. With no connection. Who's that's Frida? Cute. Frida? Yeah. I don't know how to say her last She's name. an artist. She's I an don't artist. know how to say it either. Yeah, it starts we'll, with a K. Yeah. We'll have to, you'll have to look into that. If you Google There's an Frida, H and an L and an O Google in there. Google Frida eyebrows and you'll see what we're talking about. Okay, I'll do that. So uh, do you think it's important for a woman to manipulate their man into going into, you know, someone that really knows what they're doing when it comes to eyebrows? Only if he needs it done. Because there's some guys that don't need anything done. So please don't send, you know, like your, your husband, boyfriend in if he doesn't need his brows done. If he has thick, full brows, they need to be like, I think disconnected is one thing trimmed and just opened up like they should it should not be obvious there's no way it should ever have an arch in it yeah michael's brows look amazing you guys maybe michael will like post a picture on the skin we'll get a close-up of me of my eyebrows yeah your eyebrows look great yeah i'm sure people can't wait for that okay so i'm going to switch gears here because i want to talk about something that is like kind of controversial and that's dermaplaning now, I'm obsessed with dermaplaning. The reason I like to dermaplane is because sometimes I felt waxing on my upper lip made my um, sun mustache come out more. Right. And I also like dermaplaning because it gets all the hair off my face and it feels like a baby's ass when I put makeup on. Do you recommend dermaplaning to everyone and why? Okay. The people I wouldn't recommend it to are people that like are prone to rashes, people that are prone to like, or that have active acne. Like you can't, you don't want to spread bacteria. Um but I would say 90% of people can do it. Okay. It's just some people, if they're ultra sensitive, they might get like a, the first couple times they do it, like a sandpapery feel, like it's a little bit of a rash. You know my issue with it? Because hmm. now we're going to go into this and I can con- contribute here. Oh, great. And I can tell a little story. Lauren's going to get mad. I think you have to be very careful telling women to shave, not because I have a problem with women shaving. That's fine. Dermaplaning isn't shaving. But, okay, whatever it is, it, it's when you're cutting the hair off, right? Or trimming the hair off. How, do you, little, how would blade. you explain it? So dermaplaning is actually, it's a scalpel. It's like a... But it like shaves the hair off, right? Yeah, but it's also a skin treatment. Like you're also getting the dead skin because you're getting really, really close. So basically men have really lovely skin. You guys age way better than we do. And why is that? Because we shave, right? Because then it exfoliates, right? Because you exfoliate often. So, okay. So this is my point is that women are now going into the exfoliation game, which is fine. Great. But where my beef is, is that I don't think a lot of women have enough experience actually shaving and trimming. So Lauren did this one time and then, this is what I didn't go to hair comes back and I was you know, you want to make your wife feel beautiful all the time, but I was in the car with her one time and we were driving up to LA and the sun was shining in through the window and there was 
the sun was glistening off this like long mustache hair that he had. It was like she had. It was like one. He and, like, had. She had. Well, I mean, it Are was kind of. Well, me? listen. I mean, I was looking. You know, you don't want to say to your wife, "Hey, yo, like, what's going on with your but mustache?" But you did say that, and you talk about this story every day. Well, because I and broke. you have post traumatic stress. The only it. reason he can though is because you're drop dead beautiful. I, no, I, he I, talks about this one black hair I had on my lip once. Like, God forbid. She was. She is. She is drop dead beautiful. But listen, it's hard when you're. You're in the car. You the all I could see was this one hair because the sun was shining off it. It was like reflecting, and I thought to myself, like, okay, do I say something? You said something. He told me this story. He told he told everyone the story. Everyone knows the fucking story. I broke. I broke. So my thing is like, yes, it's good if women can do this, but they have to get more proficient so that the husband doesn't have to stare at the glistening hair. After you had your horrible one long black hair trauma, I went to Lindsay, and now I get dermaplaned all the time, so you don't have to look at the one black hair. Yeah, that's kind of a testimony for dermaplaning. Yes. No, no, I'm for it as long as you can get the full job done, but you can't be half-assed about it. Like if I shaved half of my face and then showed I up to the meet, you know, you know sunlight does. But can show. you imagine if I showed up like if we were going to meet and I showed up with like half of a shaved face and the other half not? Like, yeah, okay, it wasn't that bad. It pretty much was. Okay, well now everyone knows that story. Um, so, so just back up for a minute. Explaining it's a scalpel and you shave upwards and you should get it done by a professional, right? Absolutely. Okay. Don't do it at home. I mean, you can buy these things off of eBay. Don't do it because I mean, like I've tried to do it by myself and I'll nick myself just because you get the angles wrong. So it's a 45 degree angle. Um, you do it all over your face besides your eyebrows, right? You can do it everywhere. Yeah. And and the um, idea is this basically for the you. vellus hair, which is like the peach fuzz. I mean, I personally, if somebody has thicker hair, like there's girls with PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome that get, um, really thick, you know, kind of black hair is kind of like a man's stubble, um, down here in their chin line. And those should be, in my opinion, either lasered or pulled. And then you can, you know, tweezed and then you can dermaplane, but so like, there's an art to dermaplaning too. You're like you can't you're just, just choosing. In. You're just choosing which hairs you want to dermaplane or not, because you don't want the stubble. Basically, I'm not gonna shave that and give her stubble where she, you know, either tweeze it or wax it or laser it. That that makes sense. I thought yeah. I was gonna have to kiss your mustache hair. Okay, Michael. <laughs> so, <laughs> what another thing I like about dermaplaning though that I really really like about it is when I go to put my foundation or sunscreen on, it just really lays right and gives you that dewy glow that we're all after. Oh, absolutely. And your products penetrate better. You've exfoliated your skin. You're basically your products are penetrating better, but your 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 hair is absorbing some of them, so you use less. And your makeup goes on so like buttery smooth. So it's pretty. amazing. It look it's like a completely different game when you put makeup on after you don't. And your face looks brighter. Yes. It's it's just soft, it's smooth, it's dewy. I love it. Okay, let's talk about the art of the face and skincare products and oxygen and all the good things I love that Michael's so excited about. So first of all, I just want to tell you that I think the way you lay out a face aesthetically is like I don't even know how to give you this compliment, but it is an art. Like you have the brows, you're about like the eyelashes, the, the bone structure, everything. Tell us what we can do at home to, that's not like filler or Botox that can really enhance the skin and enhance the face. At home? Yes. Um, I would say the main things would be like, don't over tweeze at home, uh, exfoliate, do a mask. I mean, those are basically the only at-home things. Do you like hydroquinone? Oh, okay. Yeah. If we're talking products. Yeah. I, yeah. If you have melasma, that's the only thing that's going to 
successfully get rid of it. Basically, it's a skin bleacher. So there are other things on the market that are melanocyte inhibitors. Basically, they keep the melanin from rising to the top of the skin, um, like licorice root, mandelic acid. Um, we things. talk about all these. Yeah. The licorice root from Eminence. Vitamin C will brighten your skin. But the, all those things take a lot longer and don't completely get rid of it. So hydroquinone is something you would recommend if you have melasma? I would highly recommend it. I think you have to have a 4% or maybe I would say 4 to 8%. And what about retinol? I, I personally love retinol. Um, not everybody can use it. Like like my friend D has rosacea. She can't use it. It'll bring it out. And um, you can't get waxed when you are on. No, that's a really, that's a really good point. So I, I'll ask everybody when they come in, if they're using any retinol products, at least I'll try to. Um, but a lot of girls will say no. And they'll like, I had a girl in last week who said no. And then her eyebrow lifted. Basically the skin will lift up because it's turning your cells over. So your freshest layer is at the top. So that's why your it helps eliminate acne. It helps fine lines look less because your freshest layer of skin is at the top. So as when we're younger, our cell turnover is really, really high. As we get older, it takes about a month for that skin to turn over. So you can have like a dull layer. That's what makes it amazing. It makes the acne, basically the pores don't clog up because that fresh layer is open and dead skin cells aren't sitting on, on top. Anyhow, so she came in and she... Um, said, no, I'm not using it. I've been off of it for five days and her, her skin lifted. And she goes, well, I didn't put it near my eyebrows. I've been, I, you know, for five days and I'm like, oh, okay, well, here's the deal. The thing about retinol is that it's a systemic, meaning it works on a dermal level in the blood. So you have to be off of it completely because you can put it on your chin and you'll have lifting in your eyebrows, even with like really small, like low percentages. Of Are retinol. you kidding? So even if you put it down here, that's it- why it's amazing. Wow. Is it's working dermally, like in blood, in your system. Is it, is there a brand you recommend? Um, I like, I like SkinCeuticals Retinol. I think that's a good brand, huh? Yeah. Okay. So just really quick for listeners that don't know, what's the difference between hydroquinone and retinol? Because sometimes people get those confused. Yeah. So I don't even know what either of those are. Well, take notes, get out your composition book. So retinol you'll find in a lot of anti-acne, anti-aging um, skincare lines because it turns over the cells and it just basically makes your skin, um, like I said before, the freshest layers at the top. Does it stimulate collagen? It stimulates collagen. Yeah. It's one of the, Time Magazine a while back, I don't remember, came out with an article on it saying it's the only thing that's been proven to be anti-aging in the skincare. I mean, it's a, what, it's like a trillion dollar industry? Yeah. It's crazy. Three really. trillion dollar industry. Like speaking of collagen, was it you or you that, or both of you that told me that men stop producing collagen after 30? So yeah, it's actually like 28, 28 people okay. in general stop. Oh. Yeah. So I you have to start stimulating. But it. can't you like, like doesn't like impact or, or something or, or like if you hurt your face, doesn't that produce collagen or, yes. or trauma? Which is why I like microneedling. Yes. Oh, we can talk about that. So microneedling actually damages the skin, right? To plump the collagen. Right. So it's basically, it's called intentional dermal injury. So once you stop producing collagen around the age of 28, everybody's a little bit different. Both men and women? I think so. I mean, I know for sure women, but um, you have to find ways to, and you know, lifestyle affects when you 
when you stop producing too. So if you're smoking and drinking, it's going to be, you're going to start seeing wrinkles way earlier than 28. (laughs) But um, you have to find ways to basically intentionally injure the skin. It's a controlled injury. So you want somebody like a professional doing it, like a... Always a professional because I know someone that got staffed microneedling at home. Yes. Yeah. That's, and that's really gross. So like if you've bought in one of those derma rollers off of Amazon, make sure you're sanitizing it. I just think it's a professional thing. Like, don't you think just like... Didn't you try to use one of those on my face? No, I've never used that. That's an ice roller or a jade roller. No, the thing with the little spikes. I've never tried to use that on your face. I actually don't even have one. Okay. You're thinking of a jade roller, maybe. I've seen one somewhere. Someone has one somewhere. Not me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I I go professional for that. Um, So so with microneedling, with Retin-A, which is super anti-aging, and then the hydroquinone is the bleaching agent. Yes. Can you use those all together? You said microneedling, Retin-A. And um, so no. So if you're doing microneedling, you need to be off retinol for at least 48 hours because basically you're penetrating the dermis and that's going to drive that, um, the retinol deeper. Okay. And so you're going to have like major peeling that you're not expecting, Okay. um, which you might want, who knows, but it's, that's typically you need to be off of it for a few days. Can you use retinol with hydroquinone? Yes. And that's actually a great combination. And sometimes they'll even mix in like there's compounds where you mix in some, uh, like a steroid, like hydrocortisone, okay, which thins the skin a little bit with the retinol and the, and that speeds up the effect of the hydroquinone. It's kind of a match made in heaven. It's pretty amazing. So my question for you is I'm all about prevention. Like everything I do is, is for prevention. I think that waiting until I have the problem is not the way I like to live. I like to prevent it, which is why I hate going in the sun. When do you think these girls should start, you know, doing things like retinol, hydroquinone, um, you know, microneedling? What is a good age? In your 20s, I think. I I mean, like, I think actually if you can develop a good skincare routine, you know, in your teens, that'd be great because it's habitual, you know, like you're not going to want to just like start doing something when it's already too late. Michael just started taking well, care of his skin and it's really changed his well, whole Here's he's here's glowing. the thing for for he's me. Glowing. I never glow. I think a lot of people start too late not because they're lazy or not trying cuz they don't know, right? I never thought about this like uh, growing up, I never once thought about my skin. We could tell in high school. Yeah. Well, guys go through uh puberty, right? And then they get, you know. You could have found some proactive but on it. I think like I just never knew I never knew like, I think anything. if you don't have problems you don't search for it. Yes. Right? No, but it's not that I don't, I don't think I didn't have problems. Like I think my skin's gotten, actually I think my skin's gotten better over the last like year or two. Why? But just because I'm aware of it because of Lauren, but I wasn't, what my point is I'm not aware of it before. So I think, and also when you're young and you don't think you have problems, or you're not looking, then you don't think about, okay. It's like one of those things like, you know, when you're a kid and you can eat whatever you want, you never think you're going to gain weight later. And then all of a sudden one day you look in the mirror and you're like, holy shit, I gained weight. It's not that you. Do you notice a difference in your skin now though? Yeah, no, I do. But my point of what I'm saying is that I never, it, it's one of those things where you don't think about it, right? Right. Like a lot of people at 20 years old, they're not thinking that they could die, right? It's, but it's very possible. Right. And as you get older and you get experience, like, okay, I got to watch out and not do certain things, right? Like can't like drink and party all night and like lose my marbles. You got to keep it together. But same thing with like skincare or diet or anything like fitness, you know, when you're a kid, you just don't look. And so I think the problem is you go from 20 to 30 and then all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're like, holy shit. I have wrinkles and I don't look that great. Right. Don't you think that skin is like such a big part of 
staying youthful though to me like when I think of youth I think of skin yeah I I agree you know yeah people let their skin go Mm -hmm. and and they don't think about their neck we also live in California I know but like their hands and like their arms like these are all things that show age yeah so if you can prevent it from happening or you can do little things that are tiny you know people put fillers in their hands to make their hands look more youthful oh my god that's too far that's a little too far that's one thing my hands are messed let's talk talk about filler okay I know that um, I feel like you like really know what you're talking about when it comes to filler. Um, this is a question that a lot of people have asked about. Tell us the pros. Tell us the cons. Tell us what not to do, what to do. You see a lot of faces yeah. up close. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of faces in Rancho Santa Fe, which is like there's there's a lot of money in that community, so you have access where to and maybe maybe some people have better imp- impulse control than others. Anyhow. Um, to each their own. That's that's how I, I view filler. Um, I think it gets a bad rap because it's like a bad boob job or hair extensions. Like you only notice the obvious, which means it's either overdone or it's done really bad. So like, you know, you see the hair, you see ugly hair extensions and you think hair extensions are ugly, right? Right. But you don't notice the good hair extensions because it's done well. They blend that's the same as filler, in my opinion. Like it's basically when you age, you lose fat in your face. I never understood like when people, they get so bitter about people doing like boob jobs or filler. Because there's a, there's an art to it. No, no, but I understand, but I feel like, you know, I I feel like, like you said, no, people only care when it's like, when it's something outlandish, when it's like, whoa, what happened there? Or it's like something bad, but people still get mad even when it looks good. You know, like in my opinion, like if somebody wants to get a boob job or they want to get filler or they want to do their lips or they want to do the teeth, whatever it is. I haven't found that. I feel like I got a good boob job. And no, but I'm saying the general public goes in an uproar when people do anything. I don't. Because people are haters. Cares. They need to mind their own yeah. business. Well, and then like I'll see somebody and like somebody will do something like, yeah, that looks pretty good though. Like, what's the problem? Right. I think it's like a commentary where men and women, like if you, if you see somebody and all of a sudden it's like, you know, maybe they need a little help and like maybe they need to get their teeth. Let's take teeth, for example, because that's safe and I'm not going to get my head bitten off by a million people. Somebody fixes their teeth and gets veneers. Everyone freaks out and comes out of the woods and says, like, I can't believe, look what you, you got veneers. You got veneers. It's like, yeah, like, 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 it looked like shit before, so I fixed them. You know what I mean? And people get, still get mad about it. I don't really understand that. I don't know that. how people have time to get mad about stuff like that. Because people are judgy. And I think they need to, like, l- there's something going on internally within themselves. That, and they just choose to focus on other people and what they do instead of focusing on themselves my favorite is when the girls go to the guy and they're like oh my god did you see like look at this girl did the boob job and the guy's like oh yeah that looks terrible i'm like what do you tell you know what i mean he's like trying to like save his ass there, there was a comment that's I a s- smart man yeah the smart man but <laughs> dumb girl maybe there's this girl and she she was saying like she commented somewhere she said my my boyfriend hates boob jobs i'm like oh yeah i'm, I'm sure he does <laughs> come on okay so what do you see with filler when it's done right okay so yeah, what I was saying is it's like basically volume loss. So if you're replacing the loss of volume tastefully. In the right areas. In the right areas. And you have to find somebody like this isn't just this is another thing. This is an art. It's an aesthetic art. So you need to find somebody that actually studies the art of aesthetics and is conservative. And you look at someone like, um, you know, even like Bella Hadid or someone like that, you can tell like maybe she's had a little bit of filler, but she's had it just a little bit. But beautiful. But beautiful. She still looks like a person. Like you see her beauty. When you start seeing filler instead of beauty, 
that's when you've gone too far. Totally. But that's my point exactly. You take someone like her and people are like, oh my God, she looks terrible. It's like, yeah, one of the like biggest supermodels in the world looks terrible. You know what I mean? Right. That's my, it's terrible. Like, well, I, Who I'm, says that? I'm saying she does not look terrible, but people will jump in and say, well, she did this and it looks terrible. It's like, she's one of the biggest models in the world right now. I, I think what looks bad too is when people put too much filler underneath the eye and it squishes the eye upward. Have you like seen that? Like when your that? cheeks start right underneath your eyeballs. Like yeah, that's too much. <laughs> like, you know, there was this woman named Catwoman. Do you know who I'm yes. talking about? And like she filled the cheeks so much that pressed her eyes closed. And I think it's important to know that that isn't just filler. And if it is just filler, that's a lot of filler. Like you've got to be, you've got to have a lot of extra cash because it's like, that's not just one syringe. That's like <laughs> a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay, so so what is something that you see that people do right, though? Like, what's an area you see when people do right, or is it just all depend on who you go to? I think it all depends on, I like I said, I mean, it shouldn't be obvious. Right. You should just look good. And so I think you need to find somebody that you trust. I think also it's important to have a friend that has, like, that you trust and is not, you know, a hater. <laughs> But somebody who has a good perspective on beauty that you can go to and talk about it first. Like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Because what happens is this is a really slippery slope. When you start fixing one thing, you start getting a fix-it mentality. And you start hyper-focusing on flaws with the fix-it mentality. So, and being in the beauty industry, like, it, it's hard. So, but I, I don't want to look, <laughs> I don't want to look crazy. So you need to really find somebody who's conservative that you can bounce those things off and say like no don't do it you look good you look beautiful you know what i mean it's like all comes down to like obviously like a lot of people get getting this kind of stuff done it comes down to how they feel internally right like they gotta feel yeah. good and you can't you don't want to have somebody that's pushing you too far in anything right like you, you can't have somebody that you come in and you look great and they're saying yeah keep going keep going keep going i think that is detrimental i think that's a problem but i think right. if there's a healthy balance like hey, i'm getting a few things for maintenance and it makes me feel good that's okay but when you go over the line and it becomes like an addiction and something that you are constantly doing for when you lead not- with it yeah let's talk about botox okay so you don't think michael needs it yet no one thinks he needs it i don't like an overly botox guy See? i agree, as soon I as agree. You, no I lauren was pushing me for it and then no, i said I Lindsay said kidding. no i don't really want you to get botox i like the Lindsay said no and then you backed off but yeah. before you were like you need to go well, you are a little like crucifix. Can you imagine I if I had a if, flat head? Okay, so here's one thing. Like if you had really strong 11s is what they call them, these two lines between the brow and they were there all the time and it made you look angry, then I would say get a little Botox there because we don't want you looking angry all the time. Yes. I got it up here. I got lines like... Yes, you have, yeah, but that's natural. Yeah. I don't... I don't... I mean like expression's beautiful. Yes. Like, being able to see like compassion and empathy in somebody's face is beautiful it's just when the lines are like really hard in there mine was when you're when not I, making oh, the I, face I was 22 I was driving in the car I looked up in the car I'll never forget this going to my sister's graduation and I had a number 11 between my eyes and I'm like okay this can either get deeper and I can wait to get it fixed with Botox or I can just nip this shit in the bud right now and so I found someone I did tons of research and got like I think 15 or 20 units between my brows and what it did is it kind of opened up my brows a little bit and it took away that number 11 I think when Botox is done right like that it can it can be great yeah you still have a little bit of movement you look very natural I mean yeah absolutely and don't you feel like I feel when I got it between the number 11 it almost also 
helped with the forehead as well. Like it almost kind of like opens you up a little bit. Yeah. Softens. Yeah. Um, you told me the funniest story once you said that someone that, you know, got Botox in their lips or not that, not their lips, their smile lines. Yeah. And what happened? I, you have to tell everyone the story. This is a horrible story. Okay. Tell us. Do they look like the Joker? No. Then, so they had like, um, I don't know what this is called when like, a um, that, no, it's called your, um, nasal yeah. labia fold. Yeah. The smile lines. I always think I'm going to say the vagina. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh God. It's like, it's like the smile lines that we're right. talking about. Yeah. So they didn't like it. And, um, they went and asked for, asked for specifically asked for, it wasn't recommended Botox in that area. So I feel bad for the injector because it was, you know, it wasn't her fault, but it dropped her lip and because she had a big event coming filler, up. Right? You're supposed to get filler if you want this, right? Or no? Yeah. Um, I, I just think it was a bad call. And yeah. And so it like paralyzes the muscles. It dropped one side of her mouth and she had a big event coming up. And um, she, got, she got punched in the mouth. Pictures and everything. No, she couldn't smile. And so this whole part is like dropped. So she, she smiled like it was all awkward. So in all of the photos, she had to have a closed mouth smile. It was really sad. Which is why it's so important to make sure if you're going to get Botox or filler that you really, really do your research. Because yes. there is so many Groupons out there. I think like that is one thing. Like if you're going to go put a needle in your face, it's your face. You need to do a shitload of research. Right. People's brows get dropped too. Yeah. They get like dropped down and that's not cute. Like, it's the same thing to me as like, like when you go to get a tattoo, you want to go to a good artist. Totally. You want to research it because I, I, I never, never know because listen, this is maybe one of the episodes where I know the least about this. I'm kind of keeping up with you guys, right? I don't know a lot about this kind of stuff, but I always found it strange when people are like, okay, I'm getting tattooed, but I'm trying to save money. So I'm, I'm like going to go to this guy cause he's going to do it super cheap. And I'm like, listen, this is not like you're getting like a piece of clothing. Right. Or, you know, this isn't temporary. It's not temporary. Like this forever. So if they're going to spend money on something, spend it on going somewhere that is good. Somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. High quality. Same. I assume this is the same kind of concept. You don't just go any Joe off the street that's going to jam a needle in your face. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it has to be expensive. I mean, referrals are everything. It just has to be somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Like it's not somewhere you want to cut corners. Right. Seem like. Right. You want to go to walking advertisement too. You see someone, you can see what they look like because... Um, you know, people have certain styles, like the lady that I get Botox from, she makes sure to always lift the eyebrows, not droop them. Like you really want to, you know, go to someone that's, that's an artful injector, I think. Um, but yeah, and also be careful of where they put it in your face. You don't want to, you know, you can't get Botox anywhere, right? Right. Like you can't just get it in any random area. Right. You want to be strategic with where you're distributing the Botox. I also had a friend who got Botox around her mouth because she's worried about the little smokers lines. Um, and she couldn't drink out of a water bottle. She couldn't do other things. She too. couldn't do other things. Yeah. Huh. We've been there before with that jaw surgery. <laughs> before we go, I want to talk about eyelash extensions. Eyelash extensions are not something I know a ton about. I have a weird thing with having... I feel like fake eyelashes are something I want to take off, like for me. But a lot of people like them, and I know you're a big fan. I love them. And then part of that's because I'm a mom. Like, so I don't have like a ton of time to get up and do the whole thing. So um, it's nice just being able to like run out the door and feel kind of pretty. You know, like it, you know, mascara, it's the same thing mascara does. It opens your eyes. It totally opens your eyes. I always comment on them. But But they don't feel like 
a strip lash. It's not, it doesn't feel like the heaviness. Like, you know, we were talking about like feeling them. You want to rip them off. Like it doesn't feel the heaviness. No, I don't. But I think there is a window in the beginning of getting used to, but I don't notice them anymore. I mean, I love them. But that's another thing that you have to go to someone that knows their shit. I think this podcast, the whole point of it is like, it's really important to go to someone that knows what they're doing because it's your face. Right. And there's little shops that are like when something becomes popular, same thing with eyebrows. Okay. It used to just be there were a couple of brow places in San Diego. Now there's brow places everywhere. And you can find like a strip mall and there's like an eyebrow waxing studio. There's some in the kiosks in the mall. and The nail salons have them. Everywhere. Because somebody is making money doing it. Everybody thinks I can cash in on this too. So that's with everything. You really, yeah, find a referral. Don't okay. let's yeah I would say Yelp it but I hate Yelp right now because I have a horrible review on Yelp. <laughs> well, we have to give you good reviews because you because uh, yeah. you're the best. You're the best brow artist ever. I, if I moved, I would make Michael like fly me down to San Diego to get my brows waxed. How far are you moving? That's how fucking serious I'm. Yeah, about don't my move. Brows. We'd miss you. I know. I would miss you guys too. I would miss my double tints. I'm so annoying with that. She made me bring it here. I did. I made her bring me brow tint so she could tint my brows today because I'm not going to be able to see you. It's okay. I like being. That was so informative. I feel like Michael learned a lot about beauty, eyebrows, manscaping, Botox, filler. I've said before, if you just show me where to go and what to do, I'll do it as long as it's not I think you're going to try retinol after this podcast. A little bit. Do I need a retinol? Maybe a little. What do you think? Right now, your skin looks really good. Minus the sunburn. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting a little sun. I'm getting a little sun. I feel good though. It's the red shirt that's bringing it out. Yeah, whoa. Red was not red the was right Red was not the choice. best choice today. All right, so where can everyone find you? Tell us, like, social media yourself out. Okay, so I'm at, on Instagram, I'm at Pluck and Pout. Cute. And um, and then at, at work, I'm at Browtique Spa in Rancho Santa Fe. And Lindsay also sells lip scents, you guys. You can check her out. What's your Facebook group? It's called, is it Pluck and Pout? Prettiest Pouts. Prettiest Pouts. And if you guys are looking for a brow salon in San Diego, I am telling you, don't go anywhere else. It is my favorite. I will drive miles and miles. Go get Dermaplane by her. Don't ask her for a double tint, though, because she might kill me. (laughs) Um, I think Dee is going to extend a code, too. We'll put it in the show notes um, of a percentage off of your first treatment. So we'll talk to Dee and let you guys know. Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. That thank was you. fun. Yeah. I feel like family. Yeah, Michael learned a lot. Thank God. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed Lindsay. She's amazing. Um, if you want to rate and review the podcast, we would be so grateful. And if you want to screenshot your review and send it to asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com, we will send you my five favorite beauty hacks straight to your inbox. I spent a lot of time on this, Michael. They're all my secret tips and tricks, which is very fitting for this interview. So if you rate and review the podcast, just send it to asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com. Lauren is with a Y, and we will see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online delivery service, which is kind of amazing because the prices are 25 to 50% below retail, 
We have a code for you guys. It's thrivemarket.com slash skinny and you get $60 of free organic groceries from Thrive Market and free shipping with a 30-day trial. So if you want your groceries delivered to your house, you got to try it out. And again, make sure you check out the beauty section because it's kind of amazing. 